0: Welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Sprint, the best phones on the best network, a brighter future for all. College Bar & Grill, check out our new location, 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley Hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M Drive, for energy, stamina, Recovery. Ice then Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein.
1: All right, welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest and anywhere that you might be listening. It's another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining us from scottsdale arizona where we're getting blowing dust and 115 degree heat and my co-host paul hornstein out on beautiful long island new york where it's probably what 85 balmy not a cloud in the sky
2: am uh, i close paul no, <laughs> <laughs> no. okay that that's uh me it's uh it rained all day sunday um it wasn't bad yesterday um I thought I saw somebody post something where it said you guys were at ninety three, so you guys That's are wild. obviously cooling down for the winter. <laughs> That's
1: what happens when that dust storm moves through; it drops quickly, but it goes right back up again once it passes. So,
2: oh really? Uh, yeah. yeah, that sucks.
1: Yeah, 40, 42 days of one hundred and ten plus this year. That's okay. That the record summer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, record why week not for the summer? Why not? Yeah, why, why not? I mean, it's better than the alternative, right? That's what you always yep. tell me. Yep. <laughs> we'll
2: talk about this in December, as we say every week. Yeah, how's right. 80 so degrees got- doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Minnesota boy. Uh,
1: college Hockey Southwest Weekly. Uh, we're talking college hockey as I stare at the TV with the Washington Capitals and the New York Islanders on in front of me. Um <sighs> I don't know where to start, Paul. I guess the best place to start is last week, the uh, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten decided that they were not going to participate in fall athletics, which brought correct. on an interesting point. The uh, hockey season is listed as a winter activity. Um, that is correct. So, so we're not sure what's going on with the hockey program. We still don't have a schedule. We still don't have nope. any comment coming out from anybody. So – Uh, Your guess is as good as mine as what's going to happen, but my guess is uh, we're going to see a January 1 start to the season, and it'll probably go to
2: June. That's my guess. Yours? Um, I'm thinking that that's what they're leaning to right now. They might play Christmas week. I mean, you're talking one week here Uh, because there are a lot of holiday tournaments and it would be a good way, including one that ASU is supposed to be scheduled to play (laughs) in in Milwaukee. Um, That's a big one too. Yeah, so they might do that week just as, I don't know, maybe they they take a a page from the NHL and play a couple of quote-unquote non-conference games to give everybody a chance to get their legs under them. Because as you know, there's the playing – uh, a game is not the same as practicing uh, oh, yeah. and how you know um, and that goes for any sport really um, yeah that's a fact you know the the we can talk about talent levels uh, but the the greats of the great not only do they have the skill level uh, their ability and willingness to out practice everybody is part of what makes them so great. Right. And uh, I was actually listening to you guys from last night uh, when you had Steve Potman on talking about uh, Sidney Crosby and his, well, I have to get 1% better here and 1% better there. uh, He and Nathan McKinnon are from the same town because that's what you guys were talking about. So, um, you know, that is about as accurate as you can get. Um, So you're right. We don't know. Uh, I thought it was an interesting story that we both uh, got a chance to see during the week. Uh, Our pal, Jess Myers, and our friends over at the the Rink Live uh, and their website had an interview with the Minnesota Gophers head coach. Are we allowed to just say Gophers? They get insulted if you say don't say Golden Gophers? because, uh yeah.
1: Uh you, you,
2: can, know. you can call them Gophers. You can you just can't? call
1: them second place to the Bulldogs. It's
2: well, I wasn't even trying to go there, but okay. <laughs> um, Bob Motzko said in that interview, uh, they're scheduled to play 34 games, and they're trying to figure out a way to play 34 games. Right, so, I hear you. You know, uh, I we've talked about it before. Uh, the semesters for most colleges and the first week in May, college world series and the women's college world series is in June, right? So yeah. they're playing for a month after the semester ends. So why would it be? Yeah. In, you know what? Why not? What difference does it make? Yeah, especially uh, when you're dealing with something like this
1: pandemic. I mean, you got to make adjustments, and that would be one of them, certainly. Or yeah, one so, option, I
2: should say. Or one option. So uh, I'm pretty sure that the various administrations and coaching staffs and directors of hockey operations and whatever else they want to call them, I'm probably, if you, they would let you into their offices and let you sneak under their computer, <laughs> they probably have 75 different schedules for the season based on 105 different variables. Yeah. And you're that's probably right. why we really haven't seen anything. I mean, we know that some of the conferences have put out their, their conference schedules, but uh, I'm pretty sure that those are not set in stone either. Yeah, yeah, I so, agree.
1: They, well, they had to do something. I mean, you had to you had to go ahead with it. If you have to adjust it, you have to adjust it, but you have to do something. Paul, one thing that caught my eye, and uh, we've got a great guest coming on, we're going to bring him on in just a couple of minutes, uh, Connor Stewart, the uh, Arizona native with uh, ASU Hockey. Um, but before we do that, I want to ask you a little bit about what we've been seeing from Huntsville. I don't know if you followed their Twitter very closely, but – almost every day they put out a tweet going uh x amount of days until we take on Nebraska omaha <laughs> and
2: oh yeah see every like day
1: there's yeah it's like they're there's they're oblivious to the to what's going on is the way they they per, perceive themselves
2: but well i don't uh, know no 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 hold on now hold on now i i in, in defense of the, the folks at huntsville i'm not a 100% i don't think that that's their official account i think that's yeah, uh, yeah, it's not. As a not, matter of fact, I'm pretty official. sure it's not their official account. No, um, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's not their official account, but I, I like the
1: fact that they, they just want to push forward and get started playing some hockey games. That's all they really care about.
2: Well, they well, were. I, I guess for a selling while. some season tickets too. Well, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> that was coming from from various accounts. You know, uh, right. the, the the season tickets sold. I don't know if they were doing it every day, but every few days. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. You know, the number would go up a few tickets. You know, four or five, or a couple of, you know, or a dozen or two dozen, uh, whenever they would post it. So, right. You know, good for them as they were as wh- whoever's account that was, and some. You know, sometimes if something really piques my interest, I'll I'll double check who the account is, and I'll. <laughs> You know, and I'll be like, You'll "Okay, look for that blue check gold? mark." Yeah, whatever. You know, um, and and I'll look to to see the source material, which you should do anyway. So, right, yeah,
1: if you're doing your job, right, right. Okay, let's uh, let's take a two minute break. Let's come back with our special guest tonight, uh, Connor Stewart, the Arizona native for uh, Sun Devil hockey. Uh, we'll be back in two minutes.
3: Ask any player who laces up a pair of skates in Arizona or Nevada, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game and style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number
1: All right, we're back. Scott Strandy live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul Hornstein joining me as always from uh, beautiful Long Island, New York. And, Paul, it's our pleasure to welcome in our special guest tonight, Connor Stewart, the uh, Arizona native who plays uh, hockey with the Arizona State Sun Devils and going to be starting his junior year this year. Connor, Scott, and Paul with you tonight. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, we're doing wonderful. So, uh, so many things to talk about, Connor, but uh, I want to start right here and right now with the fact that uh, we're dealing with the hottest summer on record in Arizona. You're an Arizona native. What have you been yeah. doing to
4: keep yourself cool this summer? i um, staying inside a lot, uh, going <laughs> in the pool. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's pretty brutal to do anything outside. Uh, I was golfing a bunch this summer, but it's almost gotten to the point where it's just like you're in an oven outside, so I'm really just avoiding the heat because I'm just over it. I've spent too many years here to <laughs> bake uh, outside they, in the oven. Connor, or-
2: don't yeah, – I, I know we haven't, you know, been face-to-face introduced, and I know you guys all know Scott, but don't let him bully you like that. You tell him, you tell him that we're Arizonans. This is what we're used to. This is what we grew up with. We can take it.
4: Oh, well, I mean, I grew up with Come talk this. to me in just, December. <laughs> you know, I grew up with it. It's just uh, its a little brutal right now. I mean, what is it, like 44 days already this year? It's above 110 degrees. Like never experienced That's something crazy. like that. But, but, I mean, you can't beat it. I mean, you just you bear down for those months that are brutal. And then, as you said, it gets way nicer and you don't have to worry about any <laughs> snow. So, can't, okay, can't really talk so- it that much. That's right. Nessie. Dan Nessie, now you're talking. <laughs> now you understand the deal.
2: Do not let him bully oh. you into this. Okay. Hey, I, Scott, okay. I Mr. I agree Long with Island.
1: Okay. Mr. Yeah. Long Island. Uh, okay. So, so Connor, we now know how the, uh, the season came to an abrupt end for you guys. And I've asked, I think all of your teammates that I've talked to and your coaching staff and anybody will pretty much listen to me. Um, a couple of things happened in my estimation, right? I mean, it all kind of came on so suddenly. I think you guys were in shock for the first couple of weeks maybe. And and then it kind of realization set in that, hey, this is happening to everybody. So we just yeah. have to deal with it. But talk to me personally about what it was like for you. I mean, how did you deal with it?
4: I mean, it was just – it was extremely frustrating. I felt that – I mean, we had worked so hard. We started in – end of july when we went to china so we had already had like a month more training and work than every other team so i felt like as a group we really i don't know we put every all the pieces together and we were peaking at the right moments and then just to have it all come to an end was kind of frustrating and kind of it it just took kind of everyone by the shock because none of us had lived through anything i mean i don't think anyone's really lived through anything that's happened like this so it was it was very weird because you never see sports just ending and then everything was just gone in a matter of 24 hours. So it was just, it was different.
1: Yeah, totally agree on that. Um, so the season ends, you, you then were preparing for what we hoped would be a second national tournament bid. I personally think you would have gotten in. Um, yeah. Now you've got a sure. whole summer to prepare. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's got to have felt like it's been an eternity. Like you said, you guys started last July, but so you get four or five months into it. And now we really don't know a whole lot more, at least on the surface anyway, as far as when you're going to start your season this year or how that's going to go. So how have you prepared uh, mentally and physically this summer, knowing that you really don't have a start date?
4: Well, I mean, the first few months were, I mean, no gyms were open, right? And we couldn't do anything. So I was running. Uh, I just kind of take my mind off it. But it was also kind of like a breath of fresh air in a sense, which I think a lot of people that I've talked to agree with me, where it was like, for maybe since a lot of us have started our careers, we haven't had time away from the rink like that. Like I probably, having not been on the ice for two months before I went back on, that was probably the longest I'd been off the ice since I started playing. So it was it was very weird, but it was almost like it made me more eager to want to get back on the ice and get back at it, if that makes sense. Like you, you don't want to burn out per se, but like we took, I had that two months where I wasn't really doing anything on the ice and I was kind of away from the game, which made me realize just how much I missed it and how much more I wanted to be a part of it and keep playing if that, like, if that was going together.
2: It's almost kind of like an injury. You get hurt. Yeah. And you, do you have it taken away from you, so to speak? And yeah. during the rehab, you know, you're like, wow, I can't believe, I, I miss this so much.
4: Right. No, 100%. And it was uh, it was a very weird time in the world like and an injury would have been almost a little bit different because you have that like anxiety of everyone else playing and maybe thinking someone's taking your spot or like you have that adrenaline to push yourself to get back. This was two months where there were no sports. There was no rinks open. So there were no like outside influences trying to force you to do something or try to pressure you. Like, it was just, it was very weird, but it was refreshing. But with that being said, I'm also really tired of not playing hockey, so I would love to have some games.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. well, I, I'm going to guess there was some some Stewart family hockey or at least competition going on with you and your brother Riley and, and
4: the yeah, competition that you guys yeah. had. So, how how was that? A, comp- outside? Uh,
3: yeah.
4: oh, a lot of oh, pool, pool basketball competitions. Who gets the best yeah. of that deal? You know, if you ask him, he'd say he beat me, but he would say that in any sense, which is just not true. The older brother always wins. So, I mean, it doesn't matter what sport it is. I work him in it, so it's okay. That's yeah, all that matters.
1: <laughs> okay, so for those that don't know, Riley is a uh, Sun Devil commit as well and and playing down at Dubuque again this year. But I want to talk about your career. Uh, you started yeah. with the Phoenix uh, Junior Coyotes. Uh, played yeah. the 16U, played the 18U. Then you went to uh, to play in Odessa, Texas, of all places. So yeah. tell us a little bit about Odessa, Texas.
4: Yeah, when I was playing U18, I had I grew up and I graduated high school from here. Um, we had a good U18 team. We didn't have a lot of players, but a lot of guys had moved on. And I was actually fully enrolled in school here. I didn't think I was going to keep playing. Kind of was burnt out and, to a sense. And then I was going to these junior camps I went to. Tri-City Storm Camp, made it to the All-Stream and, and got cut. And then the very last camp I went to was Odessa, which was the last weekend available for any camps. And I was going into it. Like, I was already – I had a roommate here in Hacienda. I had all that stuff lined up. And I ended up making Odessa. And from that point moving forward, I was talking to a lot of people. They like, dude, just give it a try. Give it a year. And if you don't like it, you can always go back to school. So I ended up going. Um it was a different experience playing-wise. I, I mean, I didn't really get as many opportunities as I really was hoping for. Um, and it was just—it a weird ride. I had a great bill of families. It was a great place to play. A lot of unbelievable people I met there. But the best thing that ever happened was me getting traded, even though at the time I felt like it was the worst thing when I was going back to my third year. And I ended up in Lone Star, and that was the best situation for me by a landslide. Dan Wild, following the head coach there is – unbelievable um one of the best coaches i've ever played for he just he's a real like players coach like believes in his guys and um tells you straight up how it is there's no beating around the bushes and i think he really helped me with my game to get me to where i am now and the coaching staff here at asu has really elevated it to where it is now so i mean there's a lot of like people in play that got to me to where i am but i would say from the junior standpoint dan wildfong was the biggest influence on me moving forward
2: and, Connor, this is not to knock anything about Odessa. Yeah. Okay? Because I've been there. I've been yeah. there. It's flat. I've also – well, it's not just flat, okay? Uh, I, I know when you're traveling with the Junior Coyotes, you get to see different things. Okay? Mm-hmm. But let's face it, Scottsdale to Odessa is kind of culture shock.
4: Yeah. No kidding. There's no mountains. Uh, It's a different lifestyle. Like when you're driving around there, if you're not around, like pickup trucks, cowboy boots and people with guns on their hips, you're kind of in the wrong spot. So you kind of choose where you're going. Yeah. Right.
2: And and like I said, I'm not knocking it
4: because. No, No, I I get it. I live there. I know. Yeah.
2: So people just have to understand. That's all.
4: Oh, it's a very, yeah, there are oil riggers everywhere. I lived in Midland, Texas, so it was, like, right. 10 minutes highway away from Odessa, which is, like, I guess the way people put it is, like, we're people that live in Midland are the people that own the oil rigs. Odessa people work them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. So, well, yeah, there you go. go. Yeah. <laughs> but it was in cool. I mean, we, like, yeah. It, we lived, like, when we practiced for... and played, um, we played in a rink that was, like, the big convention center or whatever. And it was right next to the Permian Panthers, which is Friday Night Lights, which is pretty cool. Right, right. But then when the ice was out of the rink, we practiced in a mall that like on right. one half, we practiced in the morning. So it was right when the fryers and the grillers were starting up in the food court, which is right next to the rink. So half the ice would smell like <laughs> cinnamon. The other half would be pizza. And that was pretty <laughs> disgusting. <but. laughs>
2: Have they forgiven the writer yet? Because I've read <laughs> yeah. the book. And when I was there about five or six years after he wrote it, they, haven't, they hadn't forgiven him yet.
4: No, oh. <laughs> I mean it's pretty cool. My host family, billet mom, there, her brother was actually the kicker that kicked the winning field goal against that Permian team that played for Midland Lee. Right. I want to say, yeah. Yes. So it was pretty cool. My, uh, yeah, my host family, my billet mom had grown up there, so she had a lot of background, and she was an awesome person just kind of filled me in on everything.
2: That must have been. See, now that's that's kind of cool. Actually, I, I would love to hear some yeah. of
4: those stories. Yeah, yeah she grew. I mean, she grew for- up there, so
2: right. And cool. even going from odessa to fort worth which is where the the brahmas play basically right that's also a different a, a different culture there too
4: yeah it, like fort worth is a very upbeat country it's like the country city of like everyone there still wears boots boot cut jeans flannels you get the hats you got it all going and then you get to dallas and it's more hipster so fort worth is like a big city of a country which is Honestly, I thought it was so fun. Like very cool, oh, great yeah. people. And uh, the attire, I love the attire. I got a couple pairs of boots, so I mean, it was awesome.
2: I uh, see. That's good. And by the way, Scott, just be, be, just because I don't want to make uh, anybody think that I'm really picking on them. All right, right. Um, the, Odessa's logo is awesome. Yeah. The jackalope's, the jackalopes awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Is awesome.
1: Well, and, uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I was in Odessa, Texas, in 1978 as a uh, junior in uh, in high school, going from Minnesota to Odessa uh, on a golf recruiting trip. So <laughs> I've been back way back in the. Odessa Where'd you thing, go, but,
4: Odessa College?
1: Uh, I didn't. Ever, I didn't end up signing there. I uh, yeah. I had a recruiting trip there to Odessa Community College at the time. Yeah, they had a good golf team. Yeah,
4: they
1: had a terrific golf team. Yeah. Yeah, I ended up going to Minnesota Duluth. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's not a bad place either. Just a little colder and more snow.
1: Yeah, that's so I could play hockey in the wintertime. That was a fact. Yeah, no okay, kidding. Okay, enough. Of, an, enough about me. Let's let's talk more about uh, this junior career that gets you to uh, Arizona State. I know you wanted to right. become a Sun Devil like yeah. uh, almost everybody here. Once they announced that they're getting a team. An NCAA team. It, it was something that was on your mind, right? You wanted to come back and yeah. play at home, and and tell us about the recruiting uh, from Coach Powers and the guys.
4: Yeah, so I uh, I had when they announced Division One, I was sitting in my like ceramics senior class, and I texted my mom like, "Mom, like I'm gonna try to make this happen." She was like, "All right, like we'll give it a go. Like, like I'm all for supporting your dreams." Moving forward, I didn't really talk to powers fields or hicks or anything my first year of juniors I always told my coaches that's like ultimately where I wanted to be that was like I don't care who offers me if ASU gives me a chance like that's where I want to go I've always as soon as they became division one I was like I want my grandparents to watch me play I want my parents to be able to watch me play 20 minutes from home it's hard to be like that's where I need to be so I ended up going to Lone Star and I'm having a pretty good season, okay. And my coach's like, yeah, we're going to try. Like, I know they're pretty deep and so on and so forth. And I ended up making the top prospects tournament for the South Division. So I go to that, and after the last game, they're like, someone's here to talk to. I'm like, okay. So I go outside, and it's Mike Field. And I was like, just – like I was trying to play it cool and calm, but <laughs> I was just like – on my insides, I was like, oh, my God, like this is – like, this is what I've dreamed of, and this is, like, what I've been working so hard for is to get this opportunity. And the guy's finally talking to me. Like, this is pretty cool. So I fly back to Lone Star, and I tell my coach or whatever. I probably told him right away. And me and Fields, he just kind of – we stayed in touch and talked back and forth. He was like, look, we don't really know if we're going to have a spot, so on and so forth. And I was like, just keep me in mind. And I had had a really good playoffs that year. We made it to the division finals, and I was – at one point, leading the league in points as a defenseman, so I was like, okay, like, maybe this is, this is a good go. Like, maybe I can get this. And then our season ended. We lost in game five, and I was like, dang, like, I, just, I don't have an offer yet. I don't have a commitment. Like, I'm probably, like, done for the most part. Like, there's no way. And our first day of after the season, I was hanging out at my host family house with a couple teammates in the backyard, and I was playing music. And the music stops, and I'm like, okay, like this isn't what's going on. And,
1: <laughs> like, musical go, chairs
4: here, right? <laughs> yeah. So I get up and look at my phone, and it says Greg Powers is calling, and I was like, all right, I gotta leave. Like, I'll be right back. Like, I walk to the side of the house or something, and I'm talking on the phone, and he's like, if you wanna be a sun double, like, you can be a sun double. And I was like, next question, like, I'm here 100%. You don't even have to say anything more. <laughs> I'm all in. And, yeah, that was that was the whole process. And I just haven't really looked back. It's been awesome. And it's been an incredible experience. The coaches have given me chances. I mean, I'm playing offense, defense. I don't really care where I'm playing as long as I'm in the lineup. And they feel like I'm doing something to help the team win. And luckily for me, the coaches saw something in me last year as well and put me in all these different positions and seemed to go well. And so – Honestly, I can't thank them enough for giving me that opportunity. Um, it's been incredible, to say the least. Like Everyone I've met here on the team has been awesome. I stay in contact with all the guys that i played with. My freshman year that I've graduated, I've talked to people that have already graduated before I got here and I'm still friends with. So it's been a really cool atmosphere and a really like nice and welcoming culture. And I met some of my best friends here, so I can't say anything bad about the program. Or anything, it's just been lights out.
2: Well, just so you know, Connor, uh, I got scolded by your mother at Bentley. Oh my
4: mom wasn't at
2: Bentley. That was (laughs) all because it seemed like it seemed like that's who she was correcting me about. Uh, Oh shit! I you made a play in that game, and she's like, "No, dear, that's good." I said, "I didn't say no." I said, "Oh." She goes, "Oh, okay. Uh, I'm an alum." Okay, and, and, and you made the play, so I thought it was your mom. you correcting me.
4: No, I don't think so. My mom wasn't at Bentley, so I don't think that all was right. her. But all right, no. Well, just to get it things was like, straight, it wasn't an O and not a no, Connor. Yeah, yeah well, I, I, I thought, thought, it, to, I
2: was thought
4: a, it was your mom. Okay, no, my mom did not go to Bentley. She was, uh, she was out at home watching on the couch with my grandma. I'm sure. <laughs> All right,
2: like, okay, that's that's fine. I'm I'm glad I got corrected. Not that it listen. Wouldn't be the first
4: woman that corrected me for anything. So <laughs> yeah, no okay. kidding. You know, <laughs> well, that, uh, if you make it a lifetime without a woman correcting you, you're doing something really right. So <laughs> or really I, wrong. Yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> no, that's true.
2: So just just so we're we're on the level playing field, when you talk about the people that were there before you, I was one of them. Yeah. I graduated a long time ago. I got laughed at when I talked about hockey. That's how long ago I was there. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Oh.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. (laughs) It's – You got us all stunned on that one, Paul. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Listen, I'm just trying to let him know who he's talking to. That's all.
4: Yeah. No. Well, my dad Uh, and mom both graduated from Arizona State, so – They don't know much about, I mean, my dad grew up, he's a native of Arizona. He played soccer. He went to Brophy Catholic Prep here. Um, Right. My mom grew up in New Mexico. She was born in Arizona, grew up in New Mexico, came back here to go to school. And, I mean, they met at the Fiesta Bowl working there. So it's kind of, I've always been around Tempe. Like, my grandpa was graduated from Arizona State as well. So it's very woven within my family bloodline.
2: Um. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if he was there at the same time that you were uh, Lone Star. At, at one point, their radio guy was a Cronkite Alone. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he was there. The same. an awesome yeah. Dude.
4: Yeah, yeah, he was there. So, His last year there was my last year there, too. He was an right. unbelievable dude. Yeah, he incredible. I can't say any bad things about him. He actually told me he helped start like the ASU broadcasting for sports here or something.
2: Well, we'll, we'll say. Well, that that could be um, because when I was in school there, they were still playing. That was when the
4: program first started. They were playing at Thomas Mall, mm-hmm. so that's how far <laughs> back I go. Well, my dad said he used to go to like public skating at Oceanside Ice Arena, so that's pretty <laughs> far back too.
2: Yeah, so I just, I just, you know, I just let you know, uh, you, know you know. I mean, we have family
4: uh, friends that I was talking to that like also graduated from here who took a – he's a hockey player from Minnesota, or he was. Right. Moved here for school, and one of his elective classes was learn to skate or figure skating or something at Oceanside. Nice. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, that... it's been there for a while.
2: Wow. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to think back to looking at my skate, trying to remember if that was even an option for me. I, I mean, he's I, done pretty I, I well for some... himself. So
4: he's a great dude. Awesome people. That's cool. That's cool.
1: So. All right, so so Connor, I want to get you back on track after Paul strayed you off into the distance. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> what I did. So, yeah. so, so you got yourself you got yourself a, uh, an opportunity to play at Arizona State. Uh, you came in, and I, I'm going to ask you the first thing you met Leanne, and uh, when you met Leanne for the first
4: time, um, how'd that go? <laughs> I, I think I was the first. I want to say I was the first hockey player to meet her. I was at. Um, we had because at the time we were running at the track. At I think yeah. I don't even know. Six 30 in the morning. She told me the story, so I have a little bit yeah. of insight on you. <laughs> yeah, and I remember I was the first one there, and I'm sitting in the bleachers waiting for people to show up. And Leanne and Dee show up, and they're because I know like people are telling me who the trainer is, and like it's not her. And so I'm sitting there, and she comes out to me. and She's talking to me or whatever, and she's like, yeah, I'm, like, new here or whatever. I'm like, oh, me too. We're just kind of talking back and forth. I'm like, I'm just going to give you a heads up. Like, I'm not a runner. I, I can't do long distance very well, but – and she's like, oh, I don't care. It's whatever, and I ran it off, and then a week later she became her full strength coach, and me and her just – I really had a good bond throughout my two years here, and I go to her for everything, and she's incredible. She's one of the best – if not the best person I've ever worked with as a trainer. And I mean, she's second to none. She's unbelievable at what she does.
1: Well, I'll tell you a little story. She told me, she told me that when she <laughs> met you, she said it was going to be a challenge, but she said, there's no uh, other hockey player that she's worked with that she's more proud of than, than your development. She said that t- <laughs> she put you through, uh, Total hell. <laughs> and oh, and you, yeah. you stuck through it and, and kept on going. And I can tell you right now that Leanne is so proud of what you've done. So so give us a, an idea of what it's like to do off-ice
4: training and, and get prepared for a season with Leanne Blinn. Uh, if you want to just throw up some crazy weight, that's who you go to. She just She's got all <laughs> the – I mean, you just – People like be like, Leanne Strong, like you have no idea. Like Leanne, her warm-up bench press is like everyone on our team's max combined. Like it's crazy how much she can lift. But, I mean, my first two years here, my first year I didn't play very much. I had three games played, I think, my first year. And so I spent a lot of time in the gym with her. All the optional days I was there. And I was always having her involved with my reps and rounds to make sure i was doing it right my form was right and see the weight just keep going up on what i was doing and then come last year i showed up in the best shape of my life by far and she was really proud of that and we just kept moving forward and then i started playing and i was playing more and then i was a regular in the lineup by the end of the year and it just it like it showed how much time i'd put in the gym with her and seen how it Played out and it was honestly, it was an incredible feeling for me. And I'm sure it was cool for her to see too. Like, when I showed up to what I'm doing now is a massive weight difference. Like, you from what I was benching when I first showed up here, squatting to what I'm deadlifting, squatting, and benching now is night and day. So, and I have to give all that credit to her because she put so much time and effort into me. And I mean, I wouldn't be the player I am without her busting me every single day.
1: well i uh, asked so him, uh, uh, one one more quick question paul and then i promise i'll let you in for it. <laughs> i, 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 no I, I asked uh, i asked her i asked her connor if uh when you guys pushed the bus in alaska i said you got any plans to have those guys do something like that maybe at mesa gateway where they pull an airplane <laughs> like you did <laughs> she yeah, said you no know no
4: No, there's a picture of her pulling the airplane in her office And I always tell her there's not a shot She's going to get me to do that That is insane (laughs) All right, the compliment has
2: now been thrown down, Leanne
4: (laughs) No, Leanne would just post up next to me with another jet And she'd be finished before I even get the thing to move So I don't want that embarrassment on my shoulders So I might avoid that (laughs)
2: Uh, so uh, here's a question I like to ask you guys because I've spoken to a lot of athletes uh, over time. Uh, as somebody who only wished he could be an athlete but is still a hockey junkie, yeah, uh, are you one of those guys that will watch every second or
4: are you one of those guys that if I'm not playing, I'm not interested? I love watching – Playoff. I like watching hockey in general. I I've grown up a diehard Coyote fan, right. so I watch every single game that I'm able to watch. I watch every single one. Um, as it comes to playoffs, I watch. I will watch the conference finals in the Stanley Cup every single game. For all the other games, I will watch when I enjoy watching certain players play or certain systems right. play. So Ovechkin was my Ovechkin. Was my favorite goal scorer person of all time. Favorite player of all time was Shane Dome, like hands down. Wow, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So but I always, so, but, I idolized Ovechkin. He was just a goal scorer and I loved to score goals when I was growing up. So everything he did, I wanted to do and celebrate just like him. And it just looked fun. So,
2: well, unfortunately, he's got one tonight and that score's tied. But, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, that's the way that. So, but that, That's this, the Long here, Island guy talking, Connor. <laughs> I grew up in Queens. I'm a city boy. Well, sort of. But I grew up in Queens, Scott. Let's get it right. I've been on Long Island for a while, but it didn't matter. My teams didn't change. Uh, are, are you like me? You have these, these days where there's six, seven games on and you're trying to watch every second of every game, especially with the uh, weird yeah. circumstances
4: being home? Yeah, I've watched a couple days full of games. Uh, But then again, if I have an opportunity to leave my apartment and go see my parents or like if I can hang out and watch something with the guys on the team, like I will do that rather than sit. I'm so tired of being cooped up in an apartment. So... (laughs) I mean, if I can, like, hang out with a couple teammates on the golf course or go eat lunch with my family or go home and swim and hang out with my brother, like, I'm doing that rather than watching hockey. But if I don't have those availabilities, I will be watching, yeah.
2: And there you go, Scott. That's the difference between
4: being in your early 20s and being (laughs) in your mid-50s.
2: I yeah. have so much energy yeah, to be. Yeah.
4: I get like anxiety sitting in an apartment all day. Like it drives me nuts. So, <laughs> no, no, I get yeah. it. I go. I go help okay. my grandparents out with stuff, which like, I, and when in a million years I'd be like, "Yo, I'm gonna go help my grandparents with their chores." As, <laughs> I now it's just looking for excuses to leave my apartment and do something. <laughs> so. uh, I
1: love it. Okay, so when, and uh, I guess we have to say if, if still, but the season gets started, and we hope that it's going to be on time or whenever it's a full season for you. Yeah. Um, how excited are you to get into the, the locker room with this group that you have? I mean, you've got just an unbelievable group of seniors. Your junior class is strong, and you got some really yeah. unbelievable freshmen coming in. How excited are you for that?
4: It's going to be good. We've had a good bond so far. All the freshmen have come in, and Like, all are really good people and trying to get to know the older guys, which is nice to see. And you already know the sophomore class. You already spent a year with them. I spent two years with the senior class and two years with my class. And I I mean, we all just get along so well. It's gelled really nicely. And so far, I've seen the freshmen gel really nicely within our core as well. So once we are all allowed to be in the locker room together, in an area together, I really think... I mean, the sky's the limit. Like, every single year, our goal is to win a national championship. And it's unfortunate that what happened last year with the tournament getting canceled and with corona happening, we couldn't try to put our best foot forward and try to make that happen. So really hoping that we get the opportunity to play at least enough games to make, The tournament happen or allow the tournament to happen because I think with the group we have we can do something special as we did my freshman year here what we could have done last year is my sophomore year I mean all the pieces are there it's just a matter of time of us getting on the ice and being able to show the world that we are a top 10 team no matter like you can't keep dogging us like we are competitive and we will beat you where you play and we'll beat you here in Arizona there's no difference
1: Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Um, so I want to kind of follow this up with uh, the Arizona State tradition. You told us about your grandparents and your parents, and uh, now you obviously and your brother coming uh, down the line. Um, so announcement hasn't officially been made, but we all know there's going to be a new arena at some time. And and mm-hmm. how important is it to the Connor family to know that at, at some point in time? There's going to be a beautiful new ice arena
4: on the campus of Arizona State University. Honestly, I mean it's incredible. From growing up when I was young and being on ASU's campus or skating at Oceanside, you don't—it's like, always been the same things. Like there's never there hasn't been a new rink pop up probably since I was ten years old, which was in Gilbert. I think was the last one to be made. So to have a not an NHL size arena, but smaller, big. A lot of fans going to be in there. College hockey is such a cool atmosphere. And if you go to any of these, like when we were in Wisconsin last year and it was their alumni weekend and their senior weekend, there were, I think, close to 10,000, if not more, fans there. And to bring the college hockey atmosphere, which is so much different than football or baseball in, in Arizona, I think it's going to grow the game immensely. And not within just the kids here. It's like it's going to drive like people are going to be steering away from other sports because they're going to come to an Arizona State college hockey game. And they're going to see how rowdy our student section is for it, how many fans show up for it, how cool the atmosphere is and how good of a team we are and how successful we've been. It's just really going to be a driving factor for a lot of people, I think.
2: Paul, you got one all more right, for, I, uh, for Connor? All right. Not, and You don't have to answer this, Connor, if it's going to get you in trouble, but these are kind of the questions I like to ask because <laughs> it's who I am. All right. Uh, every locker room has their various uh, components to it. Uh, we know some of the personalities on the team. Yeah. Who's the sneaky, funny guy? Who's the guy that comes Ooh. up? Who's the sneakily funny you know, guy? Who, He he sits there, and you're like, "Ah, he's a... Like, just a dry sense of humor? Well, well, whatever. Whoever's the... You know, like, we know that Johnny Walker is camera shy
4: and never likes to (laughs) be on camera. I went to kindergarten with Johnny Walker. I know that kid (laughs) a long time.
2: But Uh, who's the sneaky, funny guy? The guy that nobody expects to be the guy involved with the pranks or the guy involved... You know who was was
4: absolutely hilarious last year and everyone on our team thinks his... Just anytime he spoke it made me laugh was Max Prodzer that kid (laughs) is absolutely hilarious whether it's just like him popping up into a camera when the camera's not expecting it or just like away from the ring kind of like throwing like slight jabs at people but it's like in a joking manner and everyone understands it like he just has this weird sense of funny to him I don't know everything he says just makes me laugh I don't know if it's the tone or what but no, Max Project was so funny last year, so I would have to give that to him.
2: I see. That's exactly – that's the kind of stuff that we want because, you know, that's that's what that, – He was an unbelievable – I mean, he
4: won teammate of the year award right. for a reason. Like, right. he was just – he was there for everyone on the team and just hilarious. <laughs> well,
1: well, personally, Connor, I hope you guys get started by uh, Halloween because – I can't wait for the Halloween pranks and especially the ones you pull on Demetrius because uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> those might be the funniest yet.
4: <laughs> yeah, Demetrius is just a young buck; he gets scared pretty easy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so we'll we'll wrap things up and let you go because we appreciate your time as always. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's, let's. I always like to wrap it up. Like Paul's got his special things. My special thing is at the end is I want you to speak to the Sun Devil faithful that might be listening or downloading the podcast later. Um, what do you want them to know about Connor Stewart and about the uh, the ASU Sun Devil hockey team when you get back on the ice? What can they expect from you guys? Uh,
4: from a team standpoint, they can – I mean, every night we show up and we play to win. I mean, we're not always – we're not the prettiest team out there, as you've seen from the past. We're a gritty team. We get in people's faces. We like to hit people. We play, we do all the simple things. You don't see a lot of fancy, I mean, you do Johnny, Sanj, like those guys make the fancy moves, fancy goals. The rest of us are kind of, everyone understands their role and doesn't go really waver from that too much, which is why I think we are successful. So from a fan standpoint, I think you can see our team bringing everything to the table every night and wanting to win. I, there's not one guy on our team that doesn't want to win a nat- national championship, so I don't really see why we can't do it. We have the pieces in play. Everyone knows their role, and that's our only mindset right now is to be the best team in the country and win a national championship. From me personally, I'm just I'm a team guy. I'll do whatever I need to do, as I kind of showed last year. Like I, I'm here as a defenseman. Um, but if they need me to play forward and fill that role, I can do that as well. Um, I really, if any of the teammates need anything, I'm there for them. I'm just kind of an open guy and try to have everyone included and make it a more team atmosphere.
1: Well, that's uh, certainly the way I've seen you and, uh, shout out to your mom and dad, cause they've done a great job of raising you and Riley. Um, they've done a, a an excellent job of supporting you. I know I see them out every home game. They're, uh, they're there cheering you guys on. So shout out yeah. to mom and dad and grandpa and grandma. And uh, uh, I don't know if you know this yet, but in about a week or so, I'm headed to uh, back up to Minnesota. And I'm going to stop in Dubuque and do a little feature up there. So maybe Riley oh, yeah. will be up there by then. And, and I can tell him that uh, I him in everything. Oh, yeah. If
4: you get a chance to see him, you got to make sure he knows that.
1: Oh, yeah. All right. uh, Connor Stewart, thanks for joining us. Arizona State Sun Devil <laughs> Junior this year. Uh, folks, we waiting and hoping like everybody else that that season gets underway. We thank Connor for joining us. Uh, Paul and I will be back in about two minutes after we hear from some of our partners and wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly.
4: Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Connor. Absolutely.
3: Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right year for you. Visit any one of our Three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, Visit us at mexicanmoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011.
0: Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive, need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied go online to Belford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps shane Doan coming back year after year i can't wait to get to las vegas and check out the fortress going to see the golden knights no stopping
3: at jesse ray's barbecue for lunch oh that fortress that combination of brisket hot lakes fries mac and cheese surrounded by a fence of ribs i'm in exactly jesse ray's barbecue
0: located at 5611 south valley view boulevard right behind the mandalay bay hotel check out their pulled pork smoked chicken, or the fall off
3: the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes.
0: Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar & Grill. Located in downtown Tempe at 740 South Mill Avenue, College Bar and Grill is the place for the best local craft beers, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. A short walk from Sun Devil Stadium or Desert Financial Arena. Stop by for lunch or dinner, game day or any day. College Bar and Grill.
1: All right, and we're back. Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, my co-host as always, Paul Hornstein joining me from Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, is is there a better? kid? I mean, every kid on that Arizona State team that we've talked to has got an unbelievable personality. But Connor Stewart, just the team player that that kid is, is just unbelievable. I call him a kid, but you know what? He's a compared to us, he is a kid. (laughs) Yeah, everybody
2: is us. Everybody is us. (laughs) That's not, you know. I mean, let's 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 be real here. You know. uh, (laughs) He won't be making the noises you and I make getting out of bed for another 30 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, I, uh,
1: you know, I, I know his family a little bit. I've seen him a lot at, uh, at home games and I know they're very supportive and, and sometimes go, that's apparently hard... I don't. Yeah. <laughs> that's a hard thing. That's sometimes a hard thing to do when, when your kid isn't getting regular playing time, but um, you know, he knows his role on the team. He's happy to be a sun devil. He's happy to be at home. And, I think maybe during that interview he told us two or three times he thought his hockey career might be over. And, and, and you know, congratulations to just continuing to work and, and getting to where he's at. And I don't think there's anything better that a coach appreciates than when they ask you to do something that maybe you don't know uh, exactly if you're ready for, like going from defense
2: to offense in NCAA hockey, and you just jump in and do your best. Now, I don't think people really understand how hard that is. Um, to, to, to switch in the middle of a season like that, um, to, to have to, uh, basically learn brand new assignments and do so in a short period of time, uh, is much harder than people think, uh, even going from one side of the ice to the other, going from left to right, whether you're playing defense or you're a forward, um, you get. You know, habits are hard to break. And if you've been playing defense for a year and a half, even if you were a forward at one point, you've had those defensive assignments drilled into you now for the last 18 months or what have you, and longer, you know, depending on how long you've been playing, and then to all of a sudden have to switch. Now, I will admit it's probably a little bit easier going from defense to forward than the other way around because most coaches want you to think defense first. So it's a little bit of an easier transition, but it's not easy. It is not even, it is not even the slightest bit easy.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, And Connor made that move and and did it pretty seamlessly uh, when he was forced into action in that role uh, this year. So uh, again, congratulations to him. It's great to see an Arizona kid uh, make it and, and do his thing. We know Johnny Walker. We know, I guess we call Demetrius an Arizona kid and go down the line. But you know what? And, and uh, Connor is is an exceptional player and an exceptional person. And it, all indications are his brother Riley is going to be uh, just as good. Um, you know, he's it's... a different, different type of player because he's a bigger kid than Connor. But it's going to be a lot of fun to see the Stewarts And hopefully they get to play next year together.
2: Well, I, th- listen, that's above my pay grade. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> think uh, he's committed that early, uh, at least according to all the various literature out there. Um, you know, Connor did a really good job. ASU depends a lot on that fourth, or at least has uh, in the last few years on that fourth line, being the guy to, to be in the line to stymie the other teams forwards uh, and wear them down a little bit so when – when guys got hurt, you know specifically, Steen Pasternak was missed a few games uh, last year. If I if I'm my memory serves me correctly, and, Conor and, and then of course,
1: Comol missed a lot.
2: Yeah, so um, the, the ASU was relying on that fourth line as as a lot of teams do to be that that physical. Uh, we're gonna come at you line and still be responsible defensively. Uh, And and Connor fit that mold pretty seamlessly in terms of transitioning to a forward last year uh, where the ASU had most of their injuries.
1: You know, and the other thing, and and I wanted to get that question in about the arena because uh, I would think that's got to be really hard. Uh, You're playing at Oceanside right now and yeah, you're playing NCAA hockey, but you know, what's coming down the road and you know that your career is going to be over with before you go there. But Every person that we've had on, every player to a man has said they're going to be equally as proud to see that building and, and go into that building and know that they were a part of the group that built it, if you will.
2: Well, we didn't have a chance to get to it, and at some point uh, it will come up. But there was a proposal or at least a, a, a public uh, thought process by uh, one of the athletic directors or s- somebody in uh, it. I believe it was the West Virginia athletic director who said that any athlete that gets to play this year, we're going to propose this, gets basically a free year. Yeah. Yeah. So that- so if that happens and I could see where it does, I could also see where the NCAA says uh, no. Uh, and boy, will that kind of throw – all kinds of ca- – I, I, it'll be great because I also think that would create a, a, some chaos in terms of, <laughs> of how teams put rosters together. Oh, and, wouldn't and, I'm, and, I'm, and, I, and I'm sure Coach Bowers is going to hear this and be like, that son of a <laughs> – But I don't just mean specifically him. I mean in general right. uh, just to kind of see the gymnastics that has to go on. Because there is, you know, it's it's it, it, you know, some of us like to see a little bit of
1: chaos. It's, it's fun. Yeah, well, that'll definitely be what it is. I, I think it's going to have a lot to do with the the actual start time and and how many games that they can get in. Uh, like we lead right back to Bob Moscow where he wants to play thirty four games if at all at all possible. And and you heard Connor mention we hope we get enough games to to have a tournament. So I mean, there's all well, kinds see, of stuff out see, there. See, I don't so. know
2: because when I read the story. When I read the story uh, in a pay subscription uh, website, uh, they want me to advertise who they are. They're going to need to pay us. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's the, the guy that's proposing it. Like I said, I think it was the West Virginia athletic director. So it doesn't matter. They get a full season or not. Uh, we should kind of give. We should give all the athletes a pass and give them an extra year. Uh, and I, honestly, as somebody who. Like I said, but just besides the chaos, experience. <laughs> besides the chaos. Besides the chaos. It. Yeah, I love it. Uh, uh, experience, and and you know, and I like to make fun of of general manager speak, so to so to so to say, uh, you know, <laughs> oh well, he's a crafty veteran. Yeah, well, you know, he's. Got right. it. Um, th- there is a lot of truth to that whole experience thing. Yeah. Uh, you guys were talking about that last night with Steve Potvin. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and that extra year of experience would make for a lot of interesting matchups. Oh, in, especially with in that course. Sun
1: Devil team, though. I mean – Well, I don't Sun know if there'd be room for everybody, but, you know, oh, you'd have be. to work that be. out. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, that At has all. a way of doing it. Like Powers uh, always tells me that's his uh, his favorite thing is to have that as a problem, having too many good players. Yeah, right? Yeah, So, uh, okay, well, that wraps up another uh, episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. I'll let you do your read, and then we'll say goodnight with a little uh, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. All right, College Hockey
2: Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Bell Ford, voted the best Ford dealer in Arizona. The Arizona Ford Giant is the presenting sponsor of the Sunday special, excuse me, presenting partner of the Sunday special. Asked to see our friend Kevin Wood and tell him Ice Time Hockey SW sent you to see the top-selling line of Ford trucks and more. Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers, our dining rooms in accordance to CDC guidelines, are open in all 12 Valley locations and in California. Visit coldbeers.com for more information. Buy T-Mobile. See Andre in the Paradise Valley store at Shea and Tatum and let him show you how the power of the new T-Mobile can help you. Whether it's playoff time or any time, it's always time for the best barbecue in Las Vegas. Call them at one 541 5546 or go to jesseraysbarbecue.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. It's all about the butt. Buy Summer Skates. Visit our line of shower shoes and koozies, and they can show off your fandom or team unity with a custom design. Visit summerskates.com. Behind the Mask, it's time to get back to hockey. And for all of your hockey needs, visit any of our three locations or go to behindthemask.com. Buy College Bar and Grill in Tempe. Buy ASU fans for ASU fans. Oceanside Ice Arena, home of the Devil's Hockey Shop for all of your ASU hockey merchandise. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Find the bottle that suits your taste. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com. Buy OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. Buy Drive. Go to MdriveFormen.com and use the promo code SW at checkout. For 20% off that first order, M Drive for energy, stamina, and recovery. And by the Ice Dens Scottsdale and Chandler. See their websites for ice availability. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, and the iHeartRadio app. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done,
1: as as usual, as we uh, sign off from another College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Uh, Just a reminder to folks, we do have our pandemic playoff podcast coming up on Sunday night. And before that, tomorrow night, Stephen Marsh and I will have Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. We talk in uh, club hockey, which is uh, making the move to a, a January start. By all indications. So uh, tune in tomorrow live, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, Paul, unless you got anything else, we'll wrap it up and let Roger Klein and the Peacemakers take us away.
2: See you next week.